Globechain is the largest and fastest growing ESG reuse marketplace that helps companies become more sustainable, save money, and achieve their ESG and SDG targets. Globechain connects companies from the construction, retail, hospitality, and office sectors with nonprofits, small businesses, and people to redistribute unneeded items, reducing waste from going to landfill. From fixtures and fittings going to thrift stores and being upcycled by fashion students to construction material being reused to help build schools, items are requested super quickly and help generate impact to local communities. So far, Globechain has diverted over 58 million kilograms of items from landfill, and they've helped over 50 million people across the world, saving them 350 million pounds through reuse. Check them out at globechain.com. When so much news about the environment is doom and gloom, how do you make sustainability mainstream and get as many people as possible involved? Today's guest is Maxime Gelman, the founder of Strudels, a company that creates fully compostable tableware. Hi, my name is Maxim, and I'm better known as Mr. Strudels, or now Don Strudels. Strudels is on a mission to go beyond just replacing single-use plastic. They're looking to completely change the way companies and people talk and think about sustainability. It's so good, drinkable and eatable. Hey, Maxime, thank you so much for joining us on the Sustainability Champions podcast. Great to have you on the show. Uh, thanks for having me. Really cool. Very excited to be here. Appreciate that. So to start kind of big picture and, and, and go big, and then we'll, we'll go into the details. Can you briefly describe what exactly is Strudels? Yeah, so at Strudels, I'm, it's basically like the big buzzword, it's where edible tableware. Um, but basically, like I'm trying to do something bigger than that. So like basically, I'm trying to change the perception of sustainability. I'm trying to show how easy and fun sustainability can be with our range of like pasta drinking straws, edible spoons, edible cups, edible bowls, edible plates. So basically, um, you can go enjoy your meal and feel good about it. So we're just trying to change the world one strudel product at a time. Awesome. So I suppose there are two things to talk about here in terms of what the current status quo is. One is the single-use tableware and all the challenges associated with that, but also what the current perception of sustainability. So if we start uh, perhaps with, with the more um, kind of the easier one in some ways, what is the, the current uh, situation with single-use tableware as it currently stands? Yeah, I mean, basically, I guess everyone knows like the facts, the numbers that like single-use tableware is ev everywhere. Plastic is slowly being banned, but then again, like the other day, uh, someone said, "Oh, yeah, look at Leon; they still do plastic knives." Again, technically, you're still allowed to use what you have on stock, so they, uh, I guess they must have had a lot on stock. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all it's all out there um, just because of the the convenience that we need. I mean, from market to, I mean, COVID didn't help. Obviously, like it kind of like. Uh, I guess there was a downward trend in the sense of like, oh yeah, let's use less. But then obviously with COVID hygiene, uh, let's single packet. So kind of the mm -hmm. curve, we kind of ended up in a beautiful downward trend, but then it kind of all went up. So unfortunately it is omnipresent. Um, and then, uh, well, and then obviously, yeah, there is the replacement. So um, there's the PLA replacement. However, again, 
I guess we'll, we'll come to how I fit in later, but like, so for example, again, it looks like plastic. So uh, cornstarch, avocado and everything. So then you still have to explain to people, oh yeah, this is not plastic. This is so-and-so. Plus on top of that, the facilities are not really available. So it's a lot of like greenwashing going on. So it's just basically uh, full security. I mean, a little bit like the security checks at the airport and uh, make people feel like there is actually security. So here, same thing. It's all this compostable and so on. So, I mean, this is all just like yeah, to give that feel good feeling to 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 us, to people. But as we know, the facilities are not there. Plus, it's not definitely not being uh, well disposed of in a way, even if the facilities would be there. So, uh, yeah, there is a few, there is a few alternatives out there, but then also wooden spoons. No one likes because it leaves the taste. Paper straws uh, go mushy. So it's kind of like good enough. But then like, uh, yeah, not, but then like the next cycle is just not really working. Mm -hmm. That's the current situation with tableware. And I think you're right. A lot of people do know these situations. It's one of the most kind of obvious uh, things in the sustainability world is, you know, don't use a plastic straw. Um, That was kind of like the, yeah, it's the first thing I think that everyone thinks of. Um, But you mentioned also that you want to change the perception of sustainability, which I think is a much bigger and broader and, and also in many ways yeah. a more interesting topic. Um, not that tableware isn't, isn't interesting yeah. and the work you're doing yeah, isn't important, but um, but what do you mean by changing perception of sustainability? Yeah. What's the current perception? Yeah, yeah, no, thank you for that. Yeah, so basically, so why I set up the company is that like, I mean, I, I believe, and again, obviously no one offend anyone, but like, um, so sustainability at the moment is perceived as a big, ne- or like communicated slash perceived as a big negative concept. It's just like the communication around sustainability or again, crisis situations by default is like the, the I guess, what's taught somewhere or whatnot, like to be negative, i.e. like polluted beaches, um, dying animals. So it's kind of like guilting people. So, I mean, that's like the information overload around guilting. And I guess we all human, we don't want to be like, it's like being b- back as a child where you're being kind of like screamed at by your parents, finger pointing, oh, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, you'd switch off. Right. The same thing happens here. Like it's all kind of like very negative perception and like, yeah, people realize, yes, they might've watched an amazing movie on Netflix or whatnot. Uh, yeah, you're emotional, you're in the moment while you watch it, but at the first opportunity for the described reasons, whatever WhatsApp, kids screams, you switch off. And so a lot of people want to do something, but they don't know, don't know what to do. And so um, I ba- basically my idea is like with strudels that like we need rather millions of people doing sustainability imperfectly rather than a few doing it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And also that the angle to communication needs to be in a fun way. So if you look at all my branding, it's the, the little Mr. Strudels character. It makes people smile. It makes people kind of like I'm setting a very different tone or talking sustainability, basically like the happy, it's fun. And I'm saying, let's let's draw a line. I mean, again, no business is perfect. No one is perfect. Uh, clean, let, let's draw a clean, like a clean line. Start with a clean slate and let's celebrate the small wins. And basically in a positive way, um, I guess we can explore it a little bit further. So uh, what I mean by my, my well, mission in that sense, is just like to approach it all in a fun way and inspire people how easy and fun sustainability can be and then be one of those touch points for people to make a change. I'm not, because it's impossible for radical change and I'm not 
gonna claim I'm, I'm there to change the world, but like my, I want to change the KPI, the measurement of sustainability communication. I want to approach it from a fun way, kind of sustainability 2.0 type angle. Mm. That's really cool. Uh, and, and I'm looking forward to going more into yeah. that because, I mean, we've talked about this in the past, but that's what sustainability champions is all about. And I think that's why we yeah. um, have so much in common in terms of our approach, because yeah, sustainability champions is really, we're looking to share the other side of the story. Um, there's a lot of doom and gloom in the media right. about the environment, and it's important to understand and to learn what the challenges are that we're facing. But there's a point where yeah, so much negativity, either for many people, it either makes you um, feel apathy, meaning yeah. you just don't care at all. Or the, the other side is, unfortunately, there's a lot of eco anxiety now going along where people are so anxious right. and depressed that that's neither one of those are productive. When you're, you, when you don't care, you don't do anything. And when you're feeling so anxious and overwhelmed, you don't know where to start. So you also right. don't do anything, but that's not helpful. <laughs> And it's not a good place to be. And so what we do with Sustainability Champions is showcase people who see these challenges like you and who choose to take some form of positive action. And in that process, hopefully either inspire people or motivate people or at least get people a little bit out of that funk. Um, and maybe, um, you know, maybe create a movement if possible. I mean, also, I, I don't want to claim that we're doing more than what would Sustainability Champions be ideally. Yeah, it's like that. And I think that's what you're what you're saying as well. It's let's just sustainability 2.0. Let's look at this thing yeah. in a completely different way and remember the good parts about it as well. Yeah, yeah no, correct. And it's about like the, the choice. So again, I want to say or like by now, like three and a half years into it, we've cracked sustainability communication, i.e. kind of what you said earlier, like, like we found a way to talk and to cut through doom and gloom and mm. reach anyone from a two-year-old or maybe not the two-year-old well <laughs> although i say that but then like if we like i have those big pop-up banners like our company colors are very bright kind of like orangey so yeah children who probably even let a younger that walk past they even like show their finger because i guess it's a, so yeah I, we can reach a person like from one year old to 60 so we we've cracked that bit and it's the communication like i was in the event yesterday it's kind of like saying okay yeah you can still go get drunk but do it sustainably with a pasta straw um or like whatever you chuck it after in the in the water it's appetizer for the fish it's just like framing the mind of people by by kind of just having fun Mm -hmm. And I think, and that's then, as, as you said correctly, yeah, it's just like, it, it takes a very different toll. And like, it basically, I, I, we, I, like, again, and you're trying to do this as well, I want to rewire mm -hmm. this community, this sustainability. And oh, oh yeah, the other point we didn't mention is, un is compromise. So the other big stereotype about um, sustainability is that it means compromise, i.e. Like I need to change my life. I need to change behavior. So even technically like using a reusable bottle is a compromise because you consciously need to get up in the morning before you leave, fill it up, carry it with you. Don't forget it like an umbrella. So you can't demand that of 99.9% .9 of people. So I swore or like the, the core values is like, yeah, all my products or everything I do is uncompromising. So if you don't know it's a pasta straw, you'll never know. So you, you enjoy your drink like a straw, you enjoy your cereal, but an edible bowl. And I think that's the big thing. So we, I want to show people that like sustainability is not this huge thing where you need to change it. You can do that later if you want to, but I've developed like li literally baby steps or even less for someone who just comes out, let's say to London, just go get, get drunk. That's fine. 
they're still gonna talk about the pasta straw in their drink uh, just because, just because one of their friends gets it. So that starts a conversation. And so all I wanna do is create that one touch point that like maybe one year from now, two years, five years from now, maybe they will choose that cucumber not wrapped in plastic. But like, I wanna just like kick in those dom dominoes. Like I might be domino number one, I might be domino number three, five out of whatever, 20, 30, but that's fine. Because mm -hmm. I believe that this is the way to 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 make to get to make that radical change. Or, or like that, sorry, that gradual change eventually. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um and, and I like what you're saying there. I, just on the point of uncompromising, because I think this is something that's yeah. really important and um from a, from a sustainability product point of view, um, I always think about this where the quality of the product has to be better than the fact that it's sustainable. Um, because for, for a product to be, for any product to be su successful in the long term, um, I think it, it's one of those things where, oh, wow, great, this is an edible straw and I love it because it's an edible straw yeah. and it happens to be sustainable, sort of thing. That I think that's. Any product right. that is sustainable needs to start that way. As in, it's it's great because it's a great product, and and if it's better than the sort of the normal way or the conventional way of doing it, that's the first and foremost thing. And then also it happens to be sustainable. And, and I think that's what you're saying about the uncompromising part, where no one should feel the difference or they should think it's a superior product anyway. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, exactly. It's like no compromise on quality. I mean, especially in food, like that's the main thing. Because I mean, yesterday we were at like presentation to like all chefs. I mean, like the right. bowl just has to keep the integrity. And yes, it's just like the big value add, exactly as you say, it's like, yeah, it's sustainable on, on, on the back of that. But like, it just has to live up to the closest benchmark, which is a plastic straw, or whatever, paper bowl, bamboo mm -hmm. bowl. So yeah, correct. I mean, like it's, quality quality first uh in some form or another but then again like again i'm not 100 percent like i don't have a full 100 percent opinion like where the stance i.e like literally quality first and then sustainability is kind of like a side effect because i think i still think just judging by like how it was how the, my products are perceived by chefs and so on like mm -hmm. people are still yeah you can't have like a totally awful product but like um people are willing still to compromise, but I think it will have to be in, in context. Yeah, probably for 80% of cases, what we just said is true. But I think just because how strong sustainability is at a, as a topic, um, yeah, like I think people can compromise, but yeah, not like not the norm or depending on what, I guess. Yeah, and I suppose it's um, it just depends on how mainstream it's going to go. Because yeah. yeah, I think most most people... Well, people who care about sustainability, like yeah. me, you know, I will compromise a bit. Um, and I think for everyone, there's a breaking point, you know, like even for the most uh, hardcore person yeah. who's, there's just a point where if it, if the product doesn't work, it's not worth it. And, and in some ways that's more wasteful. Yeah. Um, well, exactly. But see, like, cause see, I'm targeting exactly that other, let's assume kind of like for sake of argument, 1% is sustainable and like uh, like whatever you described and now is hardcore or like even let's start, let's take the reusable bottle as the minimum. Like right. I'm targeting exactly those other 99% or whatever that's, I don't have a, the, the, the research for that, but like yeah. the other 99%. And so for them, yeah, like this argument is 100% true. I need to give them something where they don't feel they're, they're, they're so as I say, like a lot of my bars, 
they don't even tell people it's a pasta straw. So I guess people will never know. So mm -hmm. I remember when I, I didn't write people on like Instagram direct message or oh, thanks for using how pasta straw. Oh, really? It was a pasta straw. I didn't realize. So, and that's exactly that effect because only then like something subconsciously gets rewired. Oh, wow, cool sustainable but it still works so, mm -hmm. so yeah exactly as, as you say like for for like if because i want to touch the mainstream i want to get the people who just out there drinking not caring again hypothesis um but like uh yeah and there yes it's definitely quality first yeah I, and i agree with that and i think the per that's a, the perfect example where people say oh that was a pasta straw i had no idea <laughs> like yeah. that to me if i at least from if i were you that would be such a win because right the the alternative is people say oh that was a paper straw i know because it's <laughs> it was awful you know and it like it broke down and within half an hour yeah. you know um whereas with a pasta straw i had no idea excellent yeah. that means the quality is there the integrity of the product is there yeah. and yeah um, and it's it's this playfulness because i think again like you see it in all the other industry why why is gaming gamifying things is the big thing in tech yeah. i mean technically i'm doing the same thing and um and there is actually more so um an entrepreneur Apologies, I think that's the right description. Like a friend of mine, like she, she actually told me what's a little bit is happening, kind of like from a brain perspective. Because basically, because my all my things are edible, some taste better than others. Right. But like this thing, it's edible. Um, it's kind of like creates a very different synopsis, and like it's it creates like so it associates sustainability with fun through that process of kind of like huh. eating something. And I've heard that a couple of times now. So a lot of people were telling me, if you want to uh, kind of build your brand and bring your brand home, like it was like a brand advisor I had, he's like, yeah, make little gummy bears or whatever in the shape of your character. Because um, like this eating things mm -hmm. um, creates, re or like it's one of those things that helps to rewire and kind of bring your message home. Again, like, like don't ask me about research or whatnot. I can just <laughs> tell you what like a lot of like individual people told me. Um, and kind of like, that's why, like, I suddenly started explaining, okay, yeah, that's why um, people, well, why I get my message home is because, yeah, it's it's suddenly people associate fun with sustainability. Yeah. What exactly, what exactly is conscious consumerism? Well, look, I mean, like, in my opinion, it's like, it's, and that's actually exactly where I want to, what, what I'm trying to do is let's say you mm -hmm. are in a supermarket aisle and let's, let's say with the, let's take the more simple example, more common, like you're in the vegetable aisle um and you're choosing the cucumber not wrapped in plastic we won't go into the topic what is better or not because i'm sure there's a lot of research on uh, on that but like it's just like consciously standing and like making a shopping decision for so for reasons um that are like more ethical or bigger bigger than you or in that sense like you are now taking more my example you are in the well, whatever the categories are called in the homeware aisle partyware aisle and you choose the pasta straws although they do come at a higher price point consciously because you want to deliver the values to your kids you want to impress your guests uh, you want to give a presence with a, with a, with a message so it's just me making those conscious decisions and i think um well, like over time it becomes an impulse so like you naturally like because i think exactly where where i touch people i probably like get, giving them that first touch point where they consciously stand around in front of that aisle and look oh yeah maybe i should choose those but i think we, like eventually it will get people to that fact of like i'm buying that for the right reason that's why like you see a lot of brands displaying even like i think innocent or whatever i think they started back then innocent the, the juice juice uh, company mm -hmm. like displaying brand messages on the 
because uh, again like it, it's not only about like full sustainability it's again like in our generation now um is buying things because of the brand it's like um yeah and you're willing to take um, pay, pay premiums yes i think the quality compromise naturally not there because it's normally always better but like it's just making conscious decision because you want to be associated with a particular brand or product or in that case then packaging mm -hmm. cucumbers not necessarily branded i'm sure i'm sure there are some of that there's <laughs> branded bananas chiquita or whatever so that's I'm true sure there's branded cucumbers somewhere in the world um, but yeah it's just making conscious decisions i guess for things that match your value system i guess tony's chocolate is probably like the biggest example um although yesterday i was with a gentleman doing hot like like their own hot chocolate here in london quite a famous change in that chain like so i learned a lot about chocolate um but like so um yeah so but like tony like he's been trying to disrupt that that market and people mm -hmm. started buying it i mean it's so much more than uh, whatever cadbury's chocolate but you're buying it for those right reasons and if you open the package, it's all messaging. Everything we're talking about with branding and, and education, and we'll talk about education as well, um, it really is shaping the conversation about sustainability toward positivity um, because like you're talking about you know people want to learn more about the product and and that's your opportunity to educate but also to shape the conversation so um, and I, I suppose we, we haven't specifically talked about why why is it why are why is it so important to you to change the way people are talking about sustainability um well be, because I'm seeing that like well in some form the current methods aren't working and like um as, like kind of back back to my point it's like million like i believe like that uh we need rather millions of people doing sustainability imperfectly right. so like it's how do how do i reach those people because i mean at the moment there's only extremes of like this big uh movies and so on same with like companies so when we we approach companies like uh from like the big or well, big well-known brands it's like oh yeah we can't talk about sustainability i mean let's say so a restaurant group in, in London, I mean, they, they have almost no waste. I mean, if they do like old-fashioned, my favorite cocktail on the side now, it <laughs> has an orange peel. Um, so they reuse this orange. So instead of throwing away like every bar does, like most bars do, they make like marmalade or whatever, not garnish out of it. So, But they can't talk about it because it's not group-wide. It's not like the big stuff. So at the moment, the problem is like what I'm seeing, like talk, having talked to corporates now for like three and a half years, um, people can only talk extreme. So either you do nothing or you do everything right, whatever, your whole stadium is green and so on. But but there's so many small, small things that people are doing and that's not being celebrated. So hence, like that's the same thing then reflects obviously on society. And that's why the stereotypes come from where we, that we discussed earlier, because people only see the big things mm -hmm. because companies can only put the big stuff in the CSR or whatever. And the, when they do the IPO, B Corp is like a huge, huge thing. So, so that's why like we created this Mr. Strudel's approved uh, label of kind of like, I've, well, I select companies and so forth. And like then basically give them this Mr. Strudel's approved to let them celebrate um sustainability so i'm sure like a lot of us remember like uh my, my some might be too old too young like so and microsoft word or like microsoft office was a little paper clip 
guy mm-hmm. like he was talking he was guiding people let's take the negative because a lot of people hated him because he was always <laughs> appearing but like technically i'm trying to develop my the character into a similar fashion that like here mr corporate instead of putting your all the stuff you do on like a white page and your and your social responsibility report use the character to talk sustainability um to basically like him with a speech bubble it's a very different mindset again on talking about all the great stuff you've done and let me help you celebrate those wins i understand that big companies are i don't know ashamed afraid whatever why, why they're not talking about the big stuff but like there's all those things like it's about like it's important to tell people that there are there is small changes that are possible as well because people the problem is like people here like i mean everyone knows oh yeah small changes domino effect uh way, like basically big wave and like a ripple effect but like it's all like people don't see examples of it because it's not communicated i mean uh, that ripple effect analogy yeah, everyone heard left right and center everywhere but like no tangible examples just because i mean that i mean it's all it's all a vicious circle just because the big guys don't talk about it as well um because they can't because their pr departments don't let them whatever the, the right the reasons are that's a really good point yeah i've never actually considered that um yeah that the little wins aren't celebrated enough and so people it kind of sends the message i guess on a broad um you know broadly speaking that either you do everything like you're saying and you have to go really big or you go home so go to speak. Big or go home, exactly. yeah so yeah i mean like you know it, it kind of sounds like if if you're if you um yeah unless you completely change your entire lifestyle yeah. then you're you're saying is actually as long as you're making little one little change yeah. uh, i i spoke to uh to the ceo of a company uh, a few years ago on the podcast and sort of what she does you know to be sustainable at home um and she said that they set themselves a challenge at the beginning of the year where every week they will make as a family they will make one little change around the house and they'll just keep adding up and so you know they started by swapping out their toothbrushes maybe you know changing straws if that's something they use just little changes but what ends up happening is you start running out of little things (laughs) because eventually you do it all you know you you don't buy uh, you only use reusable water bottles and after a year 52 weeks you know all of a sudden you're changing your electricity you're yeah. like you know changing the types of cars that you drive i mean if you really keep going with yeah, it but yeah. it, it is a cascading effect and it has to start with something very small um yeah or it starts with something small well exactly and so that's why like with our mr school's approved label like i want to give it to like whatever hotels events and so on so I want it to become a consumer choice and but but it's not like I don't want it to be as difficultly and like costly attainable as a B Corp or whatever like a a vegan it's about like you do like what the example I described like yeah you suddenly turn your uh, peels into marmalade or whatever garnish like here it is I mean it's just like allowing people to talk about i think again like i want to change those extremes yeah it's probably a lot of red tape with with a lot lot of the bigger companies around like pr the their pr departments but like it's kind of like sell i want to help people celebrate those small changes and then again it's going to be consumer choice of like well i i my big vision is like restaurants have a little yellow sticker in my brand colors mr strudel's approved so as a consumer you then go into the restaurant that is doing a little bit yes they will still have uh, and again like i have to have pack because i mean it's food products so my packaging is also not perfect but i'm open and transparent about it because again 
my bigger picture is to inspire people and then like it has to come at a compromise mm -hmm. so it's about again like being open and transparent about like it's not perfect i mean palette wrap again like so if people know like obviously like everything you get delivered is normally to be stable in plastic fold there's no solution anywhere close on the horizon for that so there's just things like so even zero waste shops accept that so i mean and if they can so like well because they, they have no choice i mean either you got even your yeah you do your refill uh whatever coffee rice that still has to come on a pallet and no no logistics company will accept that because you can't wrap it in paper at the first like if on a, on a if the truck breaks if it's a paper wrap it will it yeah. will all, all, all break break down so it's about like yeah i want to help so i like in some form i want to create this little trademark that yes like like you guys or like most know like whatever the vegan trademark all the all those other ones um so like again the mr strudels approved but like the criteria to get it and what we're celebrating are very different uh, mm -hmm. or like much much easier because it needs to be much easier to attain and it needs to be meaningful yeah and i think going back to the, to the little paperclip example i can picture that you know on a um on a menu for instance you have yeah. the little mr strudels correct um and and you you can the the restaurant if they wanted to could put Put the put the little uh, character on the menu, and he could even say something like, "By the way, did you know exactly. that we recycle all of our yeah. stuff?" Or yeah. yeah, and then over on the by the drinks, he says, "Yo, you know, by the way, did you know that we um, turn all of our peels into marmalade after we're done?" Exactly. Something like that. and like kind of guides you through the menu Correct. and shares little tidbits. Yeah, exactly. It's a third party, so I, he also he's also again designed on purpose in a way where he can be customized. Like, mm -hmm. if it's a football club, you can give him like whatever you can. He can wear a jersey or like a yeah. scarf. He has like a top hat. Uh, like he, you can print any logo on that. So it's exactly mm -hmm. it's like whatever you know how like as kids like you can dress one of those paper dolls. So the yeah. same, same here, like dress him up, customize him, and yeah, he can be your messenger. Um, and like a venue, I mean, you actually like even texted me because you you were at a venue, uh, like you uh, one of my customers by coincidence, and like they, they they use the character. So yeah, it's a venue. Like either you can use my marketing assets as little or as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the ones that get it, I mean, they're grateful because I mean I'm basically doing all the work for them. Yeah. Because, yeah. They they can basically well, and some of them if they want to hide behind it, great. Whatever whatever the motivation is, like I'm still reaching my purpose of creating awareness so again maybe also like one of those critical points so i don't care like um if someone buys my product with the prime objective of marketing because they want to create some nice pr effect i still reach what i want which is awareness mm -hmm. because so many people are going to see and talk about my products and then suddenly even if with one person i make the change that's fine that's fine that this guy the restaurant owner just bought it with a marketing objective so again Yes, I have quite controversial or in some form like different opinions on like this whole sustainability topic, but I feel this is the way we can drive it home with the most number of people mm -hmm. in that sense. Because I mean, that's, uh, yeah. Like you say, I mean, like, it's a great example of this family doing, but like, you can't, or, like, you will never be able to get 99% of people to, to do anything anywhere, anywhere close. So this is something to be proud of what this family is doing, but like, it's it's about like get it get it it's the masses that i'm after mm -hmm. like uh, so and it's hence a compromise so yeah i mean if you look at my packaging i mean like back back to the example of conscious consumerism like if you go to whatever boots or whatnot like 
the deodorant from Unilever, like the Axe deodorant, sells more for a reason than the eco deodorant next to it, just because of the pure packaging. Again, back to stereotypes. Sustainable sustainable packaging has to be brown boxes and whatnot. So, right. um, so again, I've decided to consciously take a compromise. Like it needs to be visually appealing, um, like to create that effect of like I want to buy that, I want to try it. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I mean. It's just I mean, in, in my opinion, it's just like about being open and transparent about like a lot of those things. Um, because I, I'm 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 doing it for a reason. I'm not do, doing it for um just because but like it's because i mean that has the bigger picture and then it's a very um well it's a very theological question what's what's worse like a little bit of like packaging compromise versus the potential to have changed x amounts of people behaviors over five to ten years and um, but i mean i'm willing to take that gamble and like again like it's still uh, there's nothing to lose I mean, like this is my my approach to it. Like I'm making, I'm doing something mm-hmm. about it. Um, it it has to come at a quite calculable price, in a sense of like yeah, the packaging. But um, yeah, so that that's kind of like my approach to it. Um, yeah. What was the moment you realized that this was what you wanted to do? I mean, it's um, it, it's such a, it's so much fun and it, it's a really cool idea. Uh, was there a specific spark that that caused this? Well, no, I mean, it was like basically how it all started. Um, it was like I saw tubular pasta be, being used for fun in that sense. I guess it wasn't the right mindset, right time. I was always like being like uh, diverse with my wife and stuff like that. Again, like with the, the topic was always omni, of sustainability was omnipresent. But then again, like I'm just also a normal human being in the sense of like, like you don't like I didn't want to do the big compromises either in that sense. So it's about like, I think it all then made sense in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and hence, basically, that's how, how it all then, then started. I was like, hey, wow, look, this is so easy. It kind of, so it, I think it started because it impacted, like it, it showed me, oh, look, this is so easy. Like, I mean, this is surprisingly easy. It's so small. And so, so I mean, normally the reactions is like, oh, wow, this is so genius. This is so, so. the people were like, normally when they see the pastas, they're like, you could see them processing because they don't understand how easy it can be. And right. so I think because the effect it had on me, I think that's when I was like, okay, this needs to kind of like this needs to go out and like be used like as a as a as a moment or as like a touch point to make to let make people change because I mean if it allowed to change me, like I it can it can impact that. So I think that was probably like the spark of like having it kind of feeling it on your own skin, so to say. Mm-hmm. And what are the, what are your future plans for, for strudels? Yeah, well, well, the idea is obviously like, so one hand, obviously more products, but then again, always under the premise of like uncompromising uh, and like fun to use. So kind of like the stuff we just, we, we talked earlier, but I think the big thing will be uh, what we mentioned earlier to establish this Mr. Strudels approved brand, like, or like trademark, whatever the, the, the terminology will be, but it's basically like, yet yeah, so, because again, like I'm trying to build a brand rather than a product business. So the product and such in some form or another just brand touch points of like bringing people closer to that experience and kind of giving me that credibility. Oh yeah, look, it's as easy as a pasta straw. So let me try his other products. I'm sure they're as easy as well. Um, and like, oh, he approved this event. So cool. It must be cool. So so again, so that that's so um, I'm building a brand that's going to become a recognizable, um, well, 
uh, it becomes a symbol for sustainability for the sustainability 2.0. So at the moment, like everything is geared, all the coll collaborations we're doing. Um, I mean, there's a song in the making. There we have an edible dress. Uh, just waiting for oh. the right opportunity to show show it all. <laughs> um, but it's all to kind of like drive, like build that brand equity and develop. And so, so that I, so the ideal is like in a supermarket, you come in and there's a whole aisle of Mr. Strudel's approved products. That again, they're not necessarily going to be edible, but like again, yes, for economic reasons, people will still buy, watch will still buy the paper straws, but at least let me find like the, as good as gets paper straw and like br bring it like help push that mm -hmm. so that so it's the bigger picture just yet to, cr to create that brand and create that omnipresence and encourage e even more small changes across across industries and like with an extended product portfolio mm -hmm. i think that's really cool so we all need to get ready to be <laughs> to be strudled. yeah strudled um and, and see strudels mr strudels everywhere which i think is awesome and it's it's a great uh, broader mission to have. Um, so one question I like to ask is, you know, sure. based on all of these ideas about little steps and taking small action and et cetera, et cetera, what can people do on a daily basis to be more sustainable in their daily lives? Yeah, well, I think it's kind of like back to your, to the conscious consumerism question. It's just like, I guess, like, and awareness. So I think that's again, yeah, uh, basically like like yeah you can go google the top 10 sustainable tips i mean recently i read whatever you can put like an old plastic bottle in the toilet uh, in the thingy so that like less water fills fills the tank and so on so yeah you huh. can go read about all those things but again this back to the point this is compromising to consciously oh like like do something right whereas i think it's the minimum we can demand from people is just that awareness and then, yeah, for people who who are further on that on that journey, yeah, kind of go Google the usual the usual things, what to do. I mean, reusable bottle, like the avocado bags and so on. But then again, for for a lot of people, I think it's just like what what you can do is just conscious consumerism. Probably is, is the easiest answer. It's just like be aware and make conscious make your decisions consciously because i mean yeah i mean there's no for, for different people those top 10 tips uh some might may resonate some may not may not mm -hmm. um but i think it's just like con just be conscious about uh what you do and even again yeah if you're th thirsty um but there's like only plastic bottles that are being sold um well again it's a it's a conscious choice at least but you even in those case of those people again we talked about mass market they've made that choice still consciously so it's still something to be proud of uh in some form or another um and then maybe yeah maybe they can then reuse the bottle for something else or whatever refill it at home but like you see where i'm going so it's more like i mean just do it consciously even if it's not the most sustainable decision but the fact that like yeah you are out and you have gotten something that's not unsustainable something in your head says it's unsustainable even for a split second that's that's all i'm trying to do is create that touch point and create slowly build out that frame of mind of people mm -hmm. to go through the world noticing those things you don't necessarily need to implement them but like note well great if you do but like it's just just being aware of what's happening and uh sparking conversations or whatnot because i mean that's all from the masses that's all i can ask for yeah, and, and the people who know what they're doing, I I, I can't give them any tips. They they know better than me. <laughs> what what the what the top things to do to do are. So yeah, 
I think that's a really, um, and I see where you're going with this. It, it's really just having that moment in your mind when you think, yeah. is this sustainable or not? And for, for, I suppose what you're saying for many people, that's, that's a new way of thinking. And so um, the whole point is how do we encourage that thought process to even happen yeah. in the first place? Um, yeah, correct. We're trying to create a frame of mind for, for people. Um, yeah. But then again, so it's all going to be relative to someone's lifestyle so it's going to be like very different and basically like I'm trying to give people, I mean, it was always my strategy also like from a sales perspective, just like give people as many, like the, the pitch as general as possible. And then people are going to pick whatever resonates with them. Right. So same here. It's just like, because again, that's the only way to reach the masses, uh, like give them like, which I'm just giving people lots of like mindset rules or whatever you want to call it again not behavioral scientists but like and then everyone can pick whatever resonates to them to change their awareness mm -hmm. yeah really interesting and for people who are who want to learn more about strudels yeah. and and try the product or anything like that yeah, yeah. where would be where are the best places for for people yeah. to go cool yeah so first like obviously check out the website strudels.co.uk uh, Instagram, follow us at Strudels uh, or Twitter, or TikTok, the, the whole shebang, LinkedIn. Um, and then uh, if you're in the UK, so you can get it uh, in London in Whole Foods and uh, Selfridges. Mm -hmm. um, you can try our edible cup in The Alchemist. So they're they in 20 different cities all across the UK. It's cool. an affogato type cocktail, so be careful. It's quite <laughs> strong. Um, uh, so yes, yeah, so, I mean, on, on the website, you can, you can see, I mean, there's like bars, restaurants, or so some of you probably have tried like, the pasta straw somewhere at the festival or not without even realizing it but like yeah or for further questions i mean you can email me at info at strudels.co.uk excellent well maxime thank you so much for your time i, I think the thank work you. that you're doing uh both within the the actual tableware products um but also the broader picture of changing the way that we're that sustainability is talked about and, and the perception of sustainability is is really important and uh i hope the the impact is is visible sooner rather than later, but it is a process. And I think uh, your approach is, is fun and unique and optimistic, which is a lot of fun. So thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Happy strudling, everyone. <laughs> Happy strudling. <laughs>